Hello, 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 and welcome to this live streaming session. My name is Laurie and I run the Mindful Eating Clinic. And what do I do? Well, I help people have a better relationship with food to manage their weight in a healthy, non-diet, non-restrictive way. Um, and to also nourish themselves through improved nutrition. And uh, so that's what I try and do every day through my presence on YouTube, through my Facebook page, through my Instagram page, through my posts and through sessions like this today, which you may be watching live. Hello, Chris, thank you for joining. Or which you may be watching on Catch Up or indeed listening to um, via podcast. You are most welcome, however you have chosen to join me today, and thank you very much for that. So today's session is talking about little steps rather than big leaps. And there's a lot of talk, in fact, a lot of the time um, during the year about making changes and about making bold statements. This happens to be going out in January when there's a lot of talk around resolutions. And I think that um, it doesn't really matter what time of year it is. My message applies at any time to say that what we want to do to make a behavioral change is to look at small steps rather than big leaps. And particularly when we're talking about eating. OK, so if we are looking at how we eat, we're looking at wanting to improve our health. We're looking at maybe wanting to lose weight, maybe to um, to adopt a more healthy eating pattern. It's very easy, isn't it, to really go for it and to think that what we need to do is to make a really bold, dramatic statement because surely that's going to work much, much better to sort of clear everything out and to and to banish um, previous eating behaviours, you know, to to really wipe the slate clean and start again. And that and I think we can be um, lulled into a sense that 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 that's the only way to do it, that it needs to be really dramatic. And I think actually that the dieting industry fuels a lot of that as well because it talks about um, tracking and it talks about eliminating certain foods in fact sometimes it talks about eliminating um, eliminating um, whole food groups and doing really things that are quite quite drastic you know really big 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 gestures but the problem with that is if we break down how behavior and habits are formed. They are formed over a very long period of time, you know, and by a long period of time, that could be a few months, but that could also, particularly in terms of eating, that could be over years. And so if you think about it logically, if you want to address eating behaviours that have been part of your psyche and part of your life for a long time, how is a very 
quick or a very extreme or a very um, abrupt um, way of changing it actually going to logically work a big big instant dramatic change it may work in the short term and of course that's why sometimes diets work in the short term but in the long term all you're doing is really um uh applying a short fix of willpower you're not actually getting to the bottom of those behaviors that actually you're trying to to change you know and those could be quite deep rooted eating behaviors like i had or they could be just the fact that you've just got into eating quite a lot of of less nutritious food but actually it doesn't really matter what those what those behaviors are the key is that they need to be taken uh, slowly and that and and that those steps to put them right need to be done quite gently so that that learned behavior can then start to be unlearned so all of that um all of that way that we that we react around around food a lot of the associations a lot of the um, connections are in our subconscious because our subconscious learns what it thinks that we need and our relationship with food is quite complex and very often emotionally driven emotionally connected and our subconscious just really wants to give us messages or suggest behaviors that it thinks are good for us so for example if we have um over a long period of time looked after ourselves emotionally through food then our subconscious is going to give us that message because it thinks that that's what we need and so if we just have quite an extreme um right i'm not going to listen to my emotions i'm not going to eat comfort food i'm not going to have chocolate um that's actually pushing away that message without actually explaining to our subconscious why we're getting that message in the first place and understanding it and having that having an internal dialogue having a conversation that says oh okay i understand why you're telling me to eat chocolate because you think that's what i need actually i could have some chocolate but actually i'm going to make these little steps and one of the little steps that i'm going to take is that i'm i'm actually going to phase out chocolate i'm only going to have it once or twice a week rather than every night and then gradually that that behavior then becomes something that we just learn that we don't actually have to do in a particularly forceful way you know it's not about willpower it's about retraining it's a little tiny step that we have that we have made that we're much more comfortable with and that our subconscious is comfortable with and our subconscious then doesn't keep giving us the same message because it understands that that it's not a message that's applicable every single time um and so so if you're looking to make changes oh thank you i've got a lovely little comment here that i'm going to read so useful don't know about anyone else but i definitely don't take the time to consciously consider yeah and that's it and thank you chris and when i 
when I coach people, I talk a lot about internal dialogue. I talk a lot about being kind and taking it gently and understanding what's going on and not beating yourself up about any of your eating behavior at all. Absolutely not, because there's there's always going to be a reason for it. So understanding it is really, really key and not saying, right, I don't like the way I'm eating. I'm going to just have a thousand calories a day or I'm going to have three shakes a day or I'm going to live on protein bars because surely that will fix it. Well, you might lose a bit of weight and you might feel good during that initial sort of period of God, yeah, this is great. This is really strict and this is this is bound to help me. Of course it is. But it won't it won't last. It absolutely won't last because you're not getting to the bottom of where that behavior is actually coming from, where that habit is coming from. And so a bit like habits, perhaps negative habits creep up on us. We need those positive habits to be allowed to creep up on us as well. A big change is a big fail. A small change is a small win. That's my little catchphrase for today. In fact, I like that so much, I'm going to say it again. Big change, big fail, small change, small win. And out of small wins come more small wins. So if you want to change how you eat, maybe you want to improve the quality of your food, think about not just phasing out things that you think are less healthy for you, but think more about phasing in things that are more healthy so that you don't feel deprived. You're just replacing perhaps some of those less nutritious foods with more nutritious foods, which are going to help you both psychologically and physically. So it feels like a positive little, little step. If it's about changing perhaps um, an eating pattern, which might be a tendency to to over overeat, think about getting more of a routine, more of a pattern into your eating. I know when I self-fixed myself from my binge eating, I actually started eating three times a day, no more, and key to this, no less. So finding a rhythm will really really, really help that. And actually, if you do have a a problem with overeating, something that you want to do something about, I do actually have an online course which addresses lots of lots of factors that might that might be contributing to that over overeating. But a lot of it is about, as I said before, understanding what the behavior is and trying to find a a rhythm. So that's a second one. So the first one, phase in as well as phase out. The second one, try and get a better rhythm to your eating, perhaps three meals a day, no more, no less. And the third one is take time. So this is a real mindful eating thing. A a, a third lovely little step that you can all take is to Take the time to eat mindfully, which means 
that you are learning to tap into whether you're hungry or not. And when you're eating, whether you're full or not. In other words, whether you need any, any more. Start to savour, start to really enjoy food. And that will discourage you from eating foods which are less nutritious because you start to build up a real awareness of what you're putting in your body. So that's another little small step. And if you want some help with that, I've also got... Um, a course which is about uh, simple steps to mindful eating and that's available through my website and I also have a YouTube video which talks about how to eat mindfully as well. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Don't forget you can subscribe to me on YouTube where there are several videos which I'm adding to all the time with coaching tips you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me also on, on Twitter where I try and pop up with um, a, few, a few tips during the week. But so my big takeaway, if I had you all on loudspeaker, I would ask you to say it with me. Big change equals big fail. Small change equals the first of your small wins. Thank you so much for joining. If you want any support on any of the stuff that I've spoken about, please don't hesitate to get in touch.